Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Um, how's everybody doing out there in Kosh? Uh, hopefully really, really good. Uh, you know what I know? It is cold. You know what's frustrating? Um, you know, there was a time in my life that I used to be stationed in uh, Colorado. And uh, when I was stationed in Colorado, the one thing about Colorado is the, the weather was crazy. So, like, you would get up in the morning and it literally would be, like, below zero. And so you would put in, like, your wool long johns and your uniform and stuff like that. And then by noon, it was 80 degrees. So you're dying. You're dying. And you know what? I think we got that yesterday. I'm not even going to kid. Like, I woke up in the morning, and for for February in Wisconsin, it was like, I think it got past 40 degrees, right? And then all of a sudden, by like 2 or 3 o'clock, it was like 10 degrees. And so in the morning, it felt like spring. And in the afternoon with the wind, it was like, whoa, where did that come from? Wisconsin, quit doing me dirty. That's what I'm going to say to that. All right. Now, once again, we have an amazing guest this week. Um, I'm super excited, as always, about who our guest is. I think this is going to be a fantastic conversation. Um, I just feel the energy in the room, and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. Um, Once again, you know it's about to happen, y'all. Uh, but but I've got notes, but we're going to try this. So you know what? This week's guest is Brian K. Betline. All right, Brian, help me out. K. Berline. K. Berline. All right, K. Berline. Brian K. Berline. All right, all right. It's so, not at all like it's spelled. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There was probably a 99% chance I was going to slaughter it anyway. That's just, you know, I, I feel like it's a running joke at this point. It's just what happens. That's how we roll in Menasha. Is that how you roll in Menasha? You just have to guess when you see Oxtelevich or Olszewski. Oh, my God. May I never see that on a piece of paper <laughs> crossing my desk. I, I I would give up quickly. I'm always quick to just be like, uh, is there a nickname associated? Can can we just go to the nickname? My default is just look at him and say, can you just please tell me how I say your last name? All right. It, yes, I, I do that. But then when I do try to say it after people tell me, I still I still slaughter it up. <laughs> so, you know, my is it's just part of who I am. And what I do is I just ask for forgiveness. That's a good way to go. A good way to go. All right. So, uh, Brian, you ready to jump in? I'm ready. I uh, pumped my Metallica and did my best to white shroot before I walked in, so I'm ready. You said, do you, did you just say you pumped the Metallica? Heck yeah, right? That's a new start for the Kosh. <laughs> I don't even know how to feel about that. Bro. <laughs> All right. Um, Brian, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what's your connection to the Kosh? You bet. So uh, I grew up in Menasha. I'm a Winnebago County guy. And uh, last 16 years I've been doing law. And uh, a lot of that was in Winnebago County. Okay. Started in Fond du Lac, but then moved to the Winnebago P- County Public Defender's Office. And did that through for nine years. And then uh, last seven years plus been doing court commissioner work in Winnebago County. Mm-hmm. So judicial intake for all the judges. How is that? It's uh, lots of stories. It's interesting. Yes. Definitely not boring. Definitely not boring. 
Okay. Well, no, I can't imagine. I can't imagine court work ever being boring, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, what comes through the court is literally a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, it, you know, you, it, anytime you include human beings, there's stuff you just can't make up. <laughs> I hope that we get a little of that, actually. All right. And um, what about uh, where you were? So you are born and raised Menasha? Born and raised Menasha. Went to Menasha High School, graduated in 95. Actually played baseball with Eric Kinski, uh, which was awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. Then went to Madison and uh, worked for a couple of years. Went to law school and came back home. Okay. All right. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Fam? Absolutely. Yep. Wife and uh, child, Jen and Lincoln. And then uh, two yellow labs, Hooligan and Mac. Uh-oh. Mac Schwaz. Mac Schwaz. That's his full name, yeah. Uh-uh. And Hooligan, how did, wait, is Hooligan a Hooligan? He is absolutely a Hooligan. He's the worst counter surfer. <laughs> oh, counter surfer. Yeah, 95-pound yellow lab that likes to eat. Oh, well, yep. Yep. I can relate. Absolutely. As you know, Bosco, the podcast dog, and 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 uh, Kosh listeners, let me assure you: if you don't think that Bosco, the podcast dog, isn't sitting here <laughs> trying to milk uh, belly rubs here out of Brian, you 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 are wrong because he totally is. We are best friends. <laughs> best friends. Okay, um, let's jump into the first segment. First segment is what in the world is going on with. That is where you say the phrase "what in the world is going on with," and you. Tell us what's on your mind. Absolutely. So obviously I'm running for circuit court judge, thinking a lot about elections and, uh, you know, giving the world and uh, everybody's opinions and, you know, thoughts on everything, regardless of what they are, what in the world is going on with 20% turnout at voter elections? Uh, I Googled it quick just before I came down again, just to make sure I wasn't off, but just barely over 21% the last spring election for turnout. Really? Really. 20%. That's it? Isn't that wild? That I is the, wild. The last judicial election that was here, I think the winning tallies were like 12,000, 9,000, and uh, like 170,000 people in the county. Mm. I'm just, you know, I feel like um, that spring election kind of slips by. Right. Right. You know, I think it's, it's the, you know, if I wasn't, if I didn't work in the environment, this one might have slipped by. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, there, there's an election coming up, I believe, this Tuesday. Yep, yep. Primary this Tuesday. Primary. Then the spring will be April fifth. But I just, it's shocking. I think I don't know. Everybody's, everybody's got thoughts and ideas, but uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's ever just sitting back saying, you know, I think I'm just great with everything, totally comfortable, and don't care about the election. But oh no. There's no such thing. People right? always feel like they got something. You know, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like the parents who think they know how to coach, but then when it's time <laughs> to volunteer to coach their children, they don't do it. Right. You know. Yep. Absolutely. Look, I'm ta- I'm one of those people, you're going to talk about it, be about it. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Be the change you want the world to be, right? Facts. Absolutely. Facts. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. All right. Um, my... What in the world is going on with what in the world is going on with Spectrum? Yeah. Uh, oh, you 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 the know evil Empire, right? Bruh. Yeah, very much so because you know. Here's my thing with them. So, like, I don't have like cable, cable, you know, but I do believe that they have the best internet, absolutely right. And I need, you know, I'm a I'm a big nerd, so I need I need the top of the line internet, but. On top of that, you know, to get your local channels. So I think it was like two years ago, 
or so, they offered this package. They started offering this package where you could get 10 channels of your choice, right? Now, listeners, if you don't know, statistically speaking, the average person only watches five channels, right? That is, sure. People have five go-to channels. It is researched. Um, and so I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know what? 10 channels, that gives me five more channels. So I was like, and I, and more importantly, what I really wanted was the locals, yeah. right? Because I've, I've been a cord cutter for a long time now. And the main thing that you miss is local news or things like the Packers, like Fox news, right? Yep. Can't miss Packers. Can't, well, I try, I try <laughs> not to, not that I'm a huge Packer fan, but just for the sake of conversation, if you don't know what's going on with them, you know, if you can't say anything else to anybody in Wisconsin and, and let this be proven, but when I was an insurance agent, I don't care who walked in the door. If I started the conversation with, What's going on? How about them Packers? It was going to be a good conversation, <laughs> whether they felt good or negative about them at that time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is yep. the thing that ties us together here. But so <clears throat> this 10 channel package was only like twenty one ninety nine when I first got it. You're paying $95 now, aren't you? <laughs> almost right. And so I, I haven't looked at the bill in ever, but I found out I'm paying like $35 for it now. Now, here's my problem. I called them to switch some of the channels that you used to switch what your 10 channels were. And then I found out they don't let you do that anymore. So here's my problem. I'm paying this $35 extra for this service that I can't even, uh, you know, make make what I want it to be. That's crazy. That's frustrating. Yeah. So you know what? How does that work? How do you charge me what I for ten channels? You're charging me basically thirty six dollars plus fees, and then I can't even pick my ten channels. That that just feels wrong. I have tried to avoid them for so long, but you're right, man. The internet is the way to go. Uh, it's tough. Hulu Plus, I'm all about it now. You get the I, local channels with it. I'm thinking about it, but we already have Sling. Yeah, and so it's it, it would be a relearning. <laughs> Of, of an app and I'm, I'm good at that, but I'm not going to force the family into it, <laughs> but spectrum. If you're out there listening, <clears throat> can we change some channels? Can we change that policy? Cause that's a bad policy. Yeah. If I'm paying for the service, guess what? I should be able to make it into whatever I need, or at least put a limit. Say you can only change it twice a year or something, Sure. but it shouldn't be permanent forever. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I suppose you can't do it all the time because you just switch every week, right? Well, I mean, that would be, I'm sure that would be super labor intensive. Yeah, but, but that's true. I have a hard time with you not letting me ever switch it again. Absolutely. All right, so we got to talk Spectrum. <laughs> all right. Let me know how that turns out. Bruh. <laughs> and we know how that's going to turn out. What it's going to turn out is with Hulu Plus is what's going to turn out. <laughs> that's what's going to turn out. All right. Um, next segment, word association. This is where I'm going to say a word, and you tell me what's go- what's going on. Um, first word, food. I thought about this one. I, uh, you know, where I went right away though was uh, family and friends, because you never just decide you're going to eat something awesome all by yourself. Oh. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're going to go out like we used to do a group supper club. Uh, you know, get like five or six couples and go together to a supper club and just. Enjoy some food, enjoy a steak. Uh, Thanksgiving, you know, my mind goes to because Thanksgiving, you can't beat that with the food. Uh, but it's always family, you know. 
So that's kind of where my mind goes right away. Are you a comfort food person? I like everything, man. I, I, I've learned to be a little bit of a foodie. Um, you know, watched a lot of Top Chef for a while and yeah. uh, thought I was understanding it. But uh, yeah, I'm at a good steak, but I can totally get into a pizza or a cheeseburger, you know? Okay. Do we got a favorite place? <sighs> favorite place in the valley right now is Town Council. Uh, favorite place down here, I, bar, uh, like Ruby Owl is really good. I like that. Bar 430. Oh, I, I yeah. like Ruby Owl. And if you've listened to me talk about, um, 430 on other episodes they their food is uh magic yeah there's somebody back there in that kitchen <laughs> there's a young man back there i believe uh and he handles it i i will i i can honestly say without doubt that 430 has made me the best burger that i have ever had mm. that's awesome yeah all right cocktail or beer i'm a beer guy Ooh. Yeah, I'm starting to try, you know, bourbon whiskey a little bit, but I'm by by definition, I'm a beer guy. Uh, I like a lot, like Spot and Optimator. Uh, what is that? Yeah, that's that sounds that's some that's some German stuff. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a darker, caramely, like just nice. That's kind of my go-to. Um, but yeah, sometimes an IPA that's going to punch you in the face or something <laughs> that can be good. <laughs> I like how you put that because IPAs can. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick the right one. All right. Is there, uh, you got a favorite brewery right now? Because, uh, you know, they're popping up like I know, wildfire, cool. right? I, that's, I think that's probably one of the neatest things about some of the beer right now. Like the Fifth Ward, I think, is it down here? Yes. Uh, I, I always get it confused with Milwaukee and Third Ward, but. Fifth Ward here is really good. Um, up in Nina, Lion's Tail has got some good stuff. Manash mm. has got one that's called Emprise. Okay. Yeah, a couple different ones around the area that are I you know definitely worth always checking out. Yeah, I haven't. I, I didn't know about the one Emprise. Emprise, yeah. Okay. At Bar- Barrel Forty One in Nina too. That's a newer one on Commercial Street. All right. Yeah. I need to check those out. Um, streaming. Ozark, right? Oh, gotta be Ozark. Is it Ozark? Right now it is for oh, sure. Okay. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? It, because I'm a little scared to. Because okay. people people have really talked it up. Okay. All right. So my my first experience with that was Breaking Bad. I mean, there was thought there's no way it's gonna be that good because I was way late to the game. Right. It was that good. Is that good? <laughs> it was that good. Oh. Yeah. Ozark starts out a little rough. I mean, I think there's some uh some significant violence, but it, it tones down and the story just becomes so amazing about, you know, kind of a, a family living in dysfunction, but still trying to have like family dinners. It's kind of wild. Mm. Sounds like Duck Dynasty. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, There's yeah. a little bit of that out on the Ozarks. Uh, you know, Duck Dynasty is, uh, it, it's in rotation in our house uh, when you don't got nothing better to watch. Uh, somehow uh, Uncle Cy ends up on the TV. <laughs> you got to you gotta watch Willie and Uncle Cy because that's, that's TV ridiculousness at its finest. Once you start Ozark, let me know. You'll you'll whip through it. Okay, all right. I'm I'm you know I'm at that point because I've had enough people mention Ozark, and I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, um, shop local. I so I was thinking on this one, uh, kind of what we were just talking about, some of the burgers, and uh, 
we got, I think we're spoiled in this area. I moved uh, to Minnesota for a little while to do law school. I was in St. Paul and I could not find a bar with its own burger that was like, you know, unique, like a Pete's Garage down here in Oshkosh oh. or <laughs> Mims up in Menasha, you know, the old grog. I mean, just something where it's all its own. There's nobody else that makes it like that, you know. Uh, mm. So my shop locals definitely go find yourself a good burger from around here. Ter- Terry's downtown. Right? Oh, Terry's. Terry's. Yeah. I... I used to, uh, I haven't gone there in a long time, but I used to go there uh, a little more regularly when I was younger. Uh, and their food is really, really good. Well, it's fried. So, I mean. Right? <laughs> and it's six bucks. Like, you can't beat it. No, you can't beat that. I tell you, my only uh, gripe about Terry's ever was when you walked out of there, you smelled like, <laughs> you smelled like the burger. So, that was, that was just how it went down. When I was in high school, there was a little place in Menasha. It was like 10 seats, literally 10 seats in a counter. And you had to like, take clothes off to be able to go in. Because when you laid them down on the ground at night when you got home, I mean, oh, my God, that smell. That smell. The Hungry Bull. Yeah. yeah. The Hungry Bull, the that hungry was the name bull. of it? Yeah. Yep. Ah. That was something. See, now I'm trying to remember. Okay, there's that place in, um, in Nina that does the quarter pound burgers. Is it Papa's? Have you ever gone there? I think it's on commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking. It like, is. And, they, and yeah. they have one day where it's like a really affordable burger, and yep. it's just a good, yep. big it burger. It is. A, you're right. I forgot about that, but that is a good burger, too. Yeah. I think that's pretty cheap, too. It's like $6 mil. Yeah. Well, I don't know anymore. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, things that used to be cheap uh, uh, after COVID ain't, ain't cheap no right, more. Right, right, right. You know, I'm I'm getting some sticker shock here and there <laughs> when I go out and eat now. Absolutely. All right. Um, sports. Yeah, so I'm a I'm definitely a Packer Brewer Badger guy. Um, but I feel like I'm I with the campaign right now. I'm missing what Johnny Davis is doing for UW, but it's been a little bit awesome to watch as I'm uh, checking it out. He's yeah. amazing. It's kind of like watching. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Devin Harris. Uh, I'm not why I don't watch college uh, basketball. Actually, I just don't watch college sports, even though everybody says you should because it's better. Oh, so I'm one of those guys. I try not to be that guy, but it's better. You're, you'll see Johnny soon, I think, too, in the NBA. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know what? You did what I always gripe about as as a um, standard Wisconsinite. <laughs> People forget the Bucks. I know. You, and look, we're champs. I know. Isn't that terrible? Like, yeah. I mean, Giannis is awesome, right? I mean, there, he is unbelievable. But it, I just, I have a hard time getting into it. I don't know why. I just can't do it. And here's my thing. This is, I mean, it's not you personally. It's Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. There's the Even, sticker with it, the Wisconsin State. It's it, got those three teams right on it. Well, yeah. I mean, they they always forget. The Bucks is the stepchild of Wisconsin sports. The Bucks just get done dirty, and now we even got a championship, and we the Bucks still don't get the love that they I deserve. Know. They're the Bucks. I know, and I mean Giannis is such a good human being; it's even worse. He is, you know, if there is going to be the face of the league, you don't get a better face than that because he is his his whole thing is about hard work. Absolutely right. He wasn't he wasn't that player. Right. Absolutely. You know, and he just works hard. Yeah. Talks no smack. Right. And Very few interviews. Joy and emotion, you know? Boom. Yeah. And just goes hard. Absolutely. So I I, I, I admire it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. I, as I feel as if spring is coming, 
I kind of want to go to opening day this year. Yeah, when the uh, the Packers lose and I go right to the Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> what is opening day? How far away is that? Uh, have you ever gone to an opening day? I've never done an opening day. We did a one April game. A bunch of us went down, and it was cold and windy. It was hard tailgating, getting ready. But uh, it was good. It's always fun to go see the Brewers. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that stadium's yeah. amazing. I don't even like baseball. I like Brewer <laughs> games. This is just a good time. Yeah. You know, I actually like tailgating at Brewer games more than I like tailgating at Packer games. Yeah. It's a different scenario. My wife's a huge tailgater for the Packers. I always want the TV right in front of me so I can watch it and dissect it and see it, you know. Yeah. I feel like he, I'm missing it. Yes. I, I, you know, I know it's about the energy and the experience. And, you know, I yeah. recently went to a playoff game. The, well, the playoff game, because, you know, <laughs> that's how things went. Um, but at the end of the day, I pretty much like, I need the announcers. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. Somehow I miss plays when I'm there. Like, I'm watching it. I see, it can, you know, like, I remember watching 17 run down the field and like he's gonna be opening you know catch it when you know uh, there was a Seahawks game caught a touchdown saw it happening because you can see the whole field but it feels like I missed all the plays up before that you know I don't know how that works but I'm there I'm watching it I've made the mistake of going to games and then I'm watching the jumbotron yeah, the whole time right? and not even watching the field yeah yep. and then I'm like I should have just stayed home because <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah now I'm sitting here with this $12 beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not knocking it. Okay. Um, last word. Supreme Court. Yeah, I thought about this one. <laughs> uh, ethics is where my brain goes because that's what it's supposed to be the pinnacle of what that is. Um, and I was appointed by the Supreme Court actually to to the Judicial Conduct Advisory Committee. I always say that wrong. Uh, but we do, as a court commissioner, I work with seven other judges, one attorney, one citizen witness, and we give ethical opinions to uh, judges if they have questions, hopefully before they would do anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Right. Uh, but yeah, they can send a question, they can send a thought, you know, whether uh, one that actually is relevant, uh, the polar plunge was one that came up years ago. It wasn't oh. one that I did, but... The question was, does the polar plunge demean the office of the judge, and can the judge participate if someone else raises the money for him? And mm. the opinion came back that it does not in all, at all demean the office of the judge, because um, that's one of the ethical you know, rules. Right. Uh, but that the fundraising, you absolutely can't raise money yourself, and you absolutely can't have someone else raise the money for you. Okay. Um, so I think there's probably an area in there where you could pay the money as opposed to fundraise the money, but that... The tagline for Polar Plunge is that, you know, you have to fundraise $75. So that's the, the gray area for the judge. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, have you ever done it? <laughs> what? Wait, wait, no, I haven't, yeah. I haven't been able to do it the last seven years. Uh, I'd like to do it. Maybe at some point. We'll at get some, some clarification on that if I pay the $75 if I can do it. All right. I went and watched a bunch of prosecutors do it last night. That was some good stuff. Oh, I've done it one time. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Did you hold your breath? I, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what I did because <laughs> I basically blacked out frozen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bruh. I I jumped in and uh, I did it with um, our Student Veterans Association, and it was a last-minute decision. Okay. I wasn't even doing it because, like, the students were going to do it, right? Sure. But there were a couple of students that backed out, and 
I just got the itch and I was like, you know what? All of a sudden I, I, I felt my inner Jack Nicholson or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And I was just like, you know what? I can't ask them to do things I'm not willing to do. There you go. So I, uh, I went and I did it and I was like, whoa, popsicle. Whew. It's a rush. Yeah. Right. You know, and here's the worst part. I can't swim. So I, I, I made the cardinal mistake of like, I should have jumped and kept my face above, but I didn't <laughs> went under, I went under and, uh, panicked a little. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I think, uh, one of the students kind of grabbed me and, uh, kind of pulled me toward, <laughs> toward sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think I grabbed them too. I don't, I'm frantic. So, you know, That's I, awesome. Oh no, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the only good thing about it, the experience other than it is amazing fundraiser. And I do thousand percent support what they stand for and what they do um is the hot tub afterwards yeah no hot tub last night with the covid <gasps> oh there were some disappointed faces <sighs> right bruh that's that's sad yeah that was something so just frozen for nothing frozen and you better have warm clothes <laughs> okay next segment kosh hidden gems nice I got a couple. Is that cool? Absolutely. So one I was thinking about, uh, you know, your show has talked a lot about volunteerism. And uh, I'm a member of a Rotary Club up in, uh, it's called the Fox Cities Morning Rotary Club. But even Oshkosh has got the Southwest Rotary Club, Downtown Rotary Club. And uh, the work that those folks do, I think sometimes kind of goes unnoticed. I uh, I grew up in Menasha and they used to have a seafood fest. And for as long as I would live there, I had no idea that Rotary sponsored that thing, the giant party in the park. Uh, but some of the same things happen down here in Oshkosh with the Rotary clubs and the work that they do. And I think people don't know the international fundraising they do to uh, provide clean water to people, to provide toilets to countries that just don't have anything like that, uh, to work to uh, get rid of polio. Uh, there's been some significant work on that that Rotary's done. And then just all the local stuff that they, they give to, it's pretty awesome. So definitely a hidden gem oh no doubt no doubt um i've i had my first real conversation with them recently oh yeah yeah that's Um, awesome yeah and i don't i don't know about becoming a member but nonetheless yeah uh, there's partnership um that i'm hoping that will happen because it is an amazing organization and really good people involved engaged people um trying to make something positive happen yeah. I mean, just period. And so for the me and the work I do in the court, it's my opportunity during the week to be with people that are happy, trying to do good things, doing positive things out in the community. And not that there aren't people like that in the courts, but it, it, it takes a toll. It grinds on you a little bit sometimes. Um, and having that opportunity, you know, we do Tuesday at seven and uh, it's an hour where I feel a little bit smarter, a little bit happier, learning something. Yeah, I could. I can totally get that because there's just good people in there. Yeah, yeah, and some great speakers. I mean, just amazing speakers that they've been able to bring in. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You said you got a couple. I do, yeah. So uh, the other one I was just going to mention, one that is near and near to my heart, the uh, drug court here in Winnebago County. Mm. So I'm the chairman of the Winnebago County Safe Streets Committee, which oversees all the diversion programs for the county. Uh, And the drug court's been operating for, I think, I want to say it's over 20 years at this point. It was one of the first ones in the state. Uh, and they just do amazing work with getting folks that are precipice of going to prison. And instead of that, turning their lives around and uh, becoming sober, become, you know, become productive. And uh, some, you do, they have a, a drug court graduation, they call it. Once they've completed the whole program, 
and it's like watching, you know, chicken soup for the soul, watching a family show up for somebody that's never, you know, hadn't had that involvement because they, they wrecked all those bridges for so long. Mm. Uh, so just the drug courts here are absolutely amazing. I really like the premise of it. Yeah. Um, because I don't think incarceration for situations like that is the answer. Yeah. And you got to leave people opportunity to grow, especially young people. Cause mm-hmm. let's be honest, young people, we all do dumb things when we were young. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and people explore things. So, I mean, I, I like the premise of, you know, let's not go to the worst scenario. Let's, let's try to give opportunity and give guidance and programming to, to rehab individuals. I just think, I just feel like that should be more of what going through the legal system is about in, in, in nonviolent, non-dangerous situations. I was, I was just <laughs> going to jump in and say the same thing. It doesn't mean that everybody qualifies. There's, yeah. I think what makes this program really special is some of the hard work that the, they do up front to find out who the right per- people are that are going to benefit. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's just an amazing way to try to end recidivism as opposed to just reincarceration over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, I mean, it ultimately it saves money, which is, I mean, there's a bill for, you know, warehousing people in prisons and jails. And uh, facts. Better to put that into uh, getting them sober, getting them healthy, getting them good jobs. But just getting them, making them productive. I I, I, I look at the human capital side of it, mm-hmm. you know, just getting other additional productive good people back. Absolutely. Back into society and engaged and and. You never know. You never know where those gyms are, right? Yep. And that and healing families, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Big on the healing families. Um, okay. What else? So last one. I got one more. Uh, just kind of a shout out a little bit. But Shiloh Ramos is the uh, Winnebago County Board President. And uh, he's stepping down at this point. But I think probably the general public doesn't know Shiloh. But when you talk to anyone that works in the county that uh, is involved in the budgets or, you know, all the different things that the county does for people. Shiloh is the guy, when you just say Shiloh Ramos's name, they're like, yeah, that's Shiloh. Like <laughs> they just, Shiloh's the man. That guy knows everybody and uh, just solid, solid guy. He sounds like he might need to come on the cash. I I, th- I got a couple ideas for some guests for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. That sounds like a great idea. All right. What's the cash need? Yeah, so this one, I I honestly, when I first looked at it, I was almost thinking about your show, just the cash. Uh, and uh, Nate Olson would be the other one that I was going to say. Like that guy is a local attorney that has just got one of the most unique stories from being a, a law enforcement officer, military, now an attorney, and uh, just a super uh, awesome, amazing guy. Um, so He's a good one, but uh, the cash as far as Oshkosh, this was tough. Wait, you can go Fox Cities. We can we can broaden it because we we got a broad audience. Yeah, I well even the Fox Cities. So I I think it was uh, Mr. Jackson, your last uh, was kind of saying you know just more to do, and uh, I I was kind of a little bit narrower on that. What we need something for those teens to do. You know, there's got to be something else to engage kids to give them somewhere to be. Um, you know, we got things like the Boys and Girls Club and. Uh, uh, the YMCA's, which are awesome and have a lot of good programming, but there's got to be that other piece out there for kids to to be out doing something other than you know Minecraft on their iPads, right? Facts, and and I've always thought that about here um, that 
that's just the missing segment. Like there's tons of programming, right? There's uh, intramural sports or not intramural, but uh, what do they call it? Um, rec, rec sports and, and other things you can get kids involved in. And like the other programming would be through the Y and stuff like that. But there needs to be like, I almost feel like, and I know the boys and girls club has a teen center, but it's still like skating rings. Yep. You know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I grew up with skating rings Absolutely. and you could go to the skating ring. And, and I know my wife uh, who's born and raised the cash, um, that skating ring, they used to go to that all the time. Like, that's a thing. Like, I just think you need those kinds of things where you can just gather. And I don't think, you know, malls are closing. Yeah. So, like, I remember growing up as a teen um, walking around and just walking the mall. Right. Absolutely. I don't think, I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah. I I, I don't go to the mall, so I don't know. That's why it's closing. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I know. I don't know where are they supposed to go. You know, where are they supposed to find that positive influence in doing something? You know, I I can't think of the last time I just saw kids out in a park playing like football or, you know, throwing baseballs around. You know, it just it's almost like it has to be organized or there's nothing. And I I don't know why that is. It's one I can't put my finger on, but can't yeah. put your finger on. I will say, uh, there's certain communities that do it and they do a really good job and. um Shout out to the Hmong community. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, um, their young people gather. You yeah. see them, they gather, they play soccer, they play volleyball. Um, very community. And, like, not just that, but, like, there'll be some people playing, and then they'll have a whole other group that's just hanging out and watching them play and just right. having a good time. Might even bring a little music, a little boombox or something. But, like, just good connecting. Um, they're young people, and, and they do it pretty often. I mean... So I, there's, it happens, yeah. but it doesn't seem to happen like across the board like it used to. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I just remember even in high school getting together and playing a pickup baseball game or going, hitting home run, you know, playing home run derby year, but it just doesn't seem like there's little spots anymore. And is it because like the, yeah, I just don't know. Ryan, maybe we're just old. Right. I know. Uh, I, I hate to admit it. <laughs> I got hurt playing softball a couple of years ago. I know I'm old. <laughs> right. Did you pull something? Oh, I, they said it was reserved for car accidents and uh, jet skis or something like that. I, I tore the uh, tendon off my uh, pelvic bone. So my hamstring completely separated. Wow. Yeah, that was something. I'm not going to lie. That's why I don't do nothing no more because <laughs> I'm scared of that. I'm scared to throw the back out, hurt whatever, right. sprain something, not, you know, because the recovery time ain't quick no more. No, because the rest of my brain still tells me, oh, you can do it. You can still hit. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Bruh. <laughs> All right. The Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. This is your opportunity to put whatever you would like it. Doesn't have to be a person. It can be a person, a thing. It could be an organization. It can be whatever in the naughty or heroes corner. What do you got? So I this one's been on my mind too, just because we had a uh, heroin overdose task force discussion. But fentanyl, methamphetamine, heroin, uh, forty five overdose deaths in Winnebago County last year, which was a record for us, unfortunately. And then uh, five already in January. So now we're on pace. I mean, obviously that's only one month, but that's terrible. That that's a uh, getting close to 60 if we hit that every month. Uh, but the, the drug problem out there right now with the fentanyl is just beyond words. Um, when I talk to law enforcement, when I talk to the police chiefs, it's almost the first thing to come up just because 
the use of Narcan, the need to have Narcan available, the need to try to train people on how to use Narcan and to, to just make sure that they have it uh, is something that I think people fought for a while. But now the overdose are so significant. It's so deadly. Um, yeah, it's just hard to get away from. So I, I can't think of anything more naughty than that personally. Yeah, that's a good point. Um I mean, what I don't even know what you can do about that. And, and I've got a I've got a good friend uh, who's been a former guest. Uh, shout out to Chris Tarman, who's very involved um, in this fight. And um, I just don't know, uh, you know, how you get how do you fight this right now? Yeah, um, you know, because it just seems overly accessible and growingly prevalent. Yeah, and the the quantities, the stuff I'm seeing in court, it's it just keeps going up. It's a it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around. And the you know that when heroin really started to hit, the scary thing was you were seeing like these 26 year old women with no record, grandpas in the courtroom crying, doesn't know what to do and how to help her. Um, and uh, now with you know the methamphetamine, it seems like we're seeing these 45 year old trade labor guys that have no record and they're strung out on methamphetamine. It's just it's hitting these people in ways that I don't think anybody guessed. Uh, and it's just so addictive. It just absolutely rips people apart and they just can't get out of it. Um, but that's why the drug courts I think are so important. That's why some of the programming that we've been trying to put together is so important. Uh, you know, just, we have to keep making effort, have to keep collaborating and working to try to figure out how we're going to get out of this problem. Do you think there has been a, um, an arc of transition in the perception and philosophies of drug users? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think there's there's definitely, a, it's like a pendulum. You know, it keeps shifting back and forth, right? Like, right. you know, make sure everybody gets out to make sure everybody's locked up. You know, you have the incidents like in uh, Waukesha, you know, like all of a sudden nobody's supposed to get out on bond. Um, and it, it makes it so hard to figure out where that middle is, you know, because um, there's probably got to be some incarceration to try to get people clean, to try to at least get them on the right track. But it seems like we just need more treatment options readily available immediately. You know, a common bond argument is that, well, they're going to get into treatment. They just don't know when or they don't know where that bed date is. Right. And how do we get those bed dates available really quick? I guess uh, what, I, what I was thinking is like there, it just seems like a, a, we're going through a huge philosophy shift from the war on drug philosophy. Mm hmm. Like that was a way different philosophy and approach. Yeah, for sure. To it, absolutely. And um, you know, and I do think this is a much better answer than that because yeah. I, I don't think that solved anything. No, no, I, no. I, I don't think that really put us in a good place. Uh, yeah, and I think the part is I think there's still this slow realization that it's you know the drug use is by all. It's all across the board. Facts. All across the age spectrum, all across, you know, any race, race ethnicity or otherwise. It's universal. Know, it's absolutely universal. You can't paint that in a corner and you can't put it on a population. No, no. I think, you know, if people could come in and watch court or took the time to come in and watch court, they'd be surprised sometimes at what they see, you know. And I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that sometimes say you got to be tough on crime, um, but sometimes you got to contemplate whether it's your uncle, your cousin or otherwise that's sitting there, you know. That's what I was going to say. Like, they want to be on tough on crime until it's it's the people they know or their family. Then it's then it, they want um, mercy and, and second chances and forgiveness. Yeah, I you know, we got to I mean, there's still a lot of work to do. I mean, I think we've got I think we're doing better 
more recently with putting more teams together, more collaborating, more trying to think outside the box, bring people in like, you know, the health departments and things like that, and not just try to silo how we're attacking the problems, but make it something that we're all looking at, all thinking about, you know, kind of pool our resources and actually try to make a dent in it. Absolutely. I like that. Thanks, Ben. Okay. Um, we're, we're, we're at that time of uh, where, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm trying these new sounds out, y'all, and I'm liking it. It is time for the topic of the week. That's long. I'm going to have to work on that. I'm going to have to work on that one. We might have to edit that down a little bit. Um, Our topic of the week, well, you know what, Brian, what is our topic of the week? So my topic of the week is uh, mental health, just because I think it affects so many facets of uh, what's going on out in the world right now. I think, you know, mental health with people after being uh, cooped up during the pandemic with COVID, you know, trying to deal with uh, getting, you know, help and resources for people, uh, just so important for people to focus on their own mental health. Uh, But outside of that, um, you know, I, I can tell you, I was compiling all the number of cases I'd completed over the last seven years. And uh, mental health cases went up from, you know, maybe doing 600 a year in Winnebago County up to 800 the last two years. And I don't know if that's strictly pandemic and COVID related um, or if it's, you know, increased awareness by law enforcement or by crisis or by hospitals. Uh, but it's just something that we definitely, it's the other other real prong outside of drug alcohol use that we, it's, uh, it needs attention and it's getting attention. Um, the uh, Court of Appeals, Supreme Court, has started reexamining some of the cases that are coming out regarding mental health cases, uh, put more attention into it, making sure courts, counties, and uh, are handling the cases appropriately. Um, and so it's just, it's such a, it impacts everybody. And I think sometimes we forget how much it impacts us all. You know, I think everybody's got somebody that's probably struggled or deal with, you know, dealing with something as far as mental health. And I think it's just so important to remember that they're are therapists out there, there are counselors, and there's nothing wrong with going and talking to them, and getting the help if you're in that rut, you're stuck or otherwise. And uh, yeah, it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, just because it's it struck me and, uh, you know, it's affected people I know. So I, it's that's my topic of the week. Okay. Um, I love that topic. Um, particularly what I like right now with the direction of mental health is at least that it's in the conversation. It's being considered in the bigger equation of everything. Right. Um, it's always been there. Yeah. Right. I just don't think we had terms or words for it, but it's always been there. If you think back to people in your lives or family members who are older and, you know, um, I think of people who served in different wars and before the term PTSD was there, those guys weren't stoic. They had PTSD. Yeah. Right. Right. There, there's things you've been looking at this whole time and may not have had the terms for them or, or they weren't defined yet or weren't uh, researched enough perhaps. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I think I love this mental health topic. Yeah, and I think just accept it, right? Like, uh, you know, that older generation. And then, you know, there's time I went and saw somebody for a little while, just need to get out of a rut. And uh, it, it's still, even though I knew there's therapy and I accept that it works and I'd seen it work for thousands of people, uh, you know, to actually make me get up off my butt and go talk to somebody, you know, it took some work. Um, 
And it's weird that there's, you know, even when you're aware of it, there's that hump and you still got to get over it. But, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we embrace it, the more we say it's not a bad thing. We try to get rid of that stigma. You know, I just think, I hope there's ways that we can help people that maybe need that help just because we make it open and accessible. I hope so. Yeah. Because I do think, um, I think the change also is now it's like um, mental health doesn't feel like it's the other person. It, it's, you know, someone. Yeah. Going through, whether it's something like anxiety or whatever, yeah, you know someone right. going through something. Yeah, even, I mean, even kids after, you know, being in school, not being in school, getting them back into social functions, right? Like, and in, in interacting with people, you know, just overcoming that little bit of anxiety of getting out of the house. I mean, my son all of a sudden was like, yeah, I think I'm good. I just don't want to leave the house anymore. And it's like, oh, you're nine, dude. You got to leave the house sometimes, right? <laughs> can't just stay here all the time. Bruh. Yeah, no, you're getting out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> getting out to the street lights. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All right. Um, how does, what's the role that you see mental health playing in the court system? Well, we have a, I mean, there are, there's chapter 51 holds. So people that get detained, if they have a mental illness might be dangerous. Um, there are emergency protective placements, maybe people that are detained, um, based on dementia strokes and can't function at home anymore. Uh, so the court is the one that steps in, in those emergency situations to try to make that determination. Yes, they can be held because I mean, you're detaining somebody, it's not a jail, but it's similar in that they can't leave. Uh, so there has to be that immediate determination as to, yeah, that's appropriate or no, it's not. Um, so it, it's super important, you know, because it's really potentially the difference between life and death. Those got to be really hard decisions. Oh, man. They are. Uh, it, yeah. It's hard sometimes just to watch, you know, because you, you're literally watching someone go through the worst moment of their life. Um, so, yeah, it is hard to be a human being and then separate yourself and make that judicial decision. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what else, what other ways is mental health connected? Well, I mean, for me, like I said too, before the, uh, like the Rotary Club is my way to kind of ease some of that mental health to, to, to be around folks that are, you know, dealing with normal life things and not, uh, not talking about, you know, homicides, sexual assaults or otherwise. Uh, so it's nice to have those conversations. And I think that's just what people have to remember too. You know, I think we, all as a community, you know, we work hard. Uh, you know, I think that's what the Fox Valley is like, you know, blue collar, go to work. But I think we got to remember to have that, you know, fun sturgeon spearing or ice fishing or, you know, ice skating with the kids or skiing, you know, get out and do something. I mean, even seasonal affective disorder, right? I mean, it starts to get a little bit lighter yes. during the day and you start to like feel a little bit better, like you want to get out. Uh, you know, just remember that we got to get out and try to enjoy winter, even though it is cold, as you said. <laughs> it is so cold. It is really cold today. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mental health. I just can't even stress um, how important that is right now. And and I I think there's going to be research that has come out um, about the whole um, ways that COVID and and mental health Absolutely. has. You know, and I think there's going to be a huge conversation that's going to need to be had because I, I think when we finally do get past this, there's going to be a lot yeah, that we need to, you know, uh, 
talk about research and recognize because there's people who've been greatly affected by this and and they and the people in like most things they're going to be the people who are on on marginalized and on the fringes and they don't have the voice yep i was kind of thinking figuratively and literally i mean there almost needs to be this big coming back together right like we yes. all need to reemerge from our homes kind of come back together remember we're a community Remember, we got awesome things and resources are in this area that we can do and, and share with people. And uh, I think we got to get back out there and do that. Yes, very much. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say about mental health? Uh, just, I mean, I think that, like I said, the Court of Appeals and Supreme Court has definitely put more attention on it. Most recently, there are a lot more cases coming out about uh, meeting the proper elements as far as handling one of those court cases and it's just so important uh it means so much to so many people and it's just not something that we we can brush aside you know so we need we need judges we need court counsel we need attorneys that are experienced and uh professional and able to handle those and and have the experience to handle those just think it's so important facts appreciate it That was awesome. Um, but now we're going to start winding down. It's that time. Um, once again, uh, Kosh listeners, you know we are a work in progress. We are a work in progress. We are always trying to improve and get better at um, this uh, interviews, doing this show. And I appreciate you. I appreciate all you Kosh listeners out there. Um, thank you for giving up your valuable time and uh, taking time to listen to us and the guests. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, once again, please feel free to reach out and let us know anything, uh, whether you want to be a guest or let us know how we're doing or uh, whatever the scenario is. Uh, email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. And I am still waiting for someone to leave me a nice voicemail with a question for the new segment we want to roll out uh ask the kosh um i I, i'm waiting and that phone number is 920-385-9298 once again 920-385-9298 be the first give us that question uh challenge uh, myself and the guests, uh, we will cover any topic you throw at us. We're not scared over here at the Kosh, <laughs> you know, Bruh. very much so. All right. Well, you know, um, you know what time it is now. Brian, you know what time it is now? I know what time it is. Oh, <laughs> it is shout out time. Oh, my God. I love shout-out time. Shout-out time is my favorite time of the show. Okay, Brian, who you got? Who we shout now? All right. My first one's one that I lost. Uh, her name is Mary Wolf. She had passed a number of years ago when I took this job, but she was definitely the attorney that made me the attorney I am today. And uh, without her, would not have. there's just no chance I would be in this position. Just a brilliant, brilliant woman. Love it. Yeah. Got to thank my wife and kid, uh, Jennifer and Lincoln. Uh, they've been so patient over the last 60 days or so, and they're struggling to get through this campaign race because it is uh, pulling you in every which direction and all over the place, but they've been awesome and super supportive. So mm. absolutely shout them out. 
And then uh, my treasurer, Nate Olson, uh, awesome guy, as I mentioned before, local attorney. And uh, if you get a chance to talk to Nate, I guarantee you'll be uh, entertained for a good 45 minutes to two hours. There's no way he's letting you get away. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's, he's that man, huh? He is that man. He, he turns, uh, yeah, he can turn anything into an interview. All right. Well, hey. Nate, you heard it. I, I'm putting it out there. Hey, Nate, you, you, would you like an opportunity to be on the Kosh? We would love to have you. Very much so. Okay, my shout-outs. Um, I'd like to send a shout-out to all the Black History Month planners, um, facilitators out there this month doing this work. I appreciate y'all. There's some great programming that I've seen going out, and, you know, it's getting really creative and convenient in some cases because people are doing it virtually. So I just think that's amazing. So we appreciate you out here doing the work. Uh Special shout out to my uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion practitioners out here. Um, I had the opportunity, you know, I do this work. It's an, it's a different kind of job and you need others. You need to connect with others who do the work. So you have a place to put this energy, whether it's positive energy or challenged energy, um, somewhere to vent, somewhere to, to make sure that whatever you're thinking isn't crazy. Um, so shout out to my other DEI practitioners, uh, particularly uh, my Green Bay DEI um, coordinator, uh, my DEI coordinator for Outagamie County, my DEI uh, coordinator out in um, Sun Prairie, and my DEI coordinator out in Eau Claire. Y'all are amazing, brilliant. I appreciate the work you do. Um, Let's keep changing the world. Um, shout out to jo uh, Chuck Self. Uh, met met this gentleman. Uh, just brilliant. That's all awesome. I'm gonna say. That's awesome. There's things. Maybe there's things to come in the future. And um, and to James Price and the Herd. Uh, always, y'all know. If you know me, you know I love the Herd. That's my team. There's nothing better than going to a Herd game. And um, I got an opportunity to connect with. Uh, James Price from the herd and uh, oh, actually James Price from the Bucks. I shouldn't even put him at the herd because go. really he works for the Bucks. Um, yeah. And just an awesome individual. And um, hopefully there's some things that's going to come of that connection. All right. Now we are at the last part of the show. And this part is super important. Parting words of wisdom. Ryan, what do you have for us? I've said it once already and I'll say it again. Be the change you want to see. That's simple. That's simple. Go out and do, you know, I think sometimes we think that there's these massive things that we have to accomplish. And if we just do those little bits, we work together, make that change. And uh, I think the world's going to be a better place. Facts. The cash.